Welcome to the Granite Gals podcast. This is the podcast where we interview female hikers who hike the right mountains. I am Alexandra Her, And I am Sage Her. We are 14 and 12 year old hikers who have been hiking the 4,000 footers since we were little. We have done the 4,000 footers, the 52 with the view, trail rights, and many other mountains. In this podcast, we interview Paula Santucci, a hiker of the White Mountains and one of the main creators of the New Hampshire Women's Hiking Group on Facebook, which has over 1,700 members. We also discovered that Paula Santucci is a nurse, which is really cool. In this podcast, we mentioned two terms that listeners may not recognize. To do the grid is to complete all the 4,000 footers in every month of the year, but this doesn't need to be completed in one calendar year. To redline is to hike all the trails in the White Mountain Guidebook. The opinions that we personally express in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of our interviewee or of any organizations we may mention. Welcome to Granite Gals. Today we are interviewing Paula Santucci, a hiker of the White Mountains and creator of the New Hampshire Women's Hiking Group on Facebook, which has over 1,700 members and is continually growing. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So why do you like to hike? Um, I, you know, I've been doing it since I was a kid and it's really my escape from a crazy world. I'm busy in my job all the time and it's nice to get outside and just disconnect or connect. I mean, whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. So how did you start hiking? Uh, my grandfather was a <clears throat> real outdoors guy and he used to drag me along all the time. <laughs> when I was a kid. So I climbed my first 4K when I was nine. And we just, you know, it's not just about the 4Ks for us. We just like, I love hitting the trail. Awesome. Which was your first one? Um, what was your first 4K? Mount Willie. So what is your favorite mountain? And uh, why is it your favorite? Chikora is definitely my favorite mountain. It's uh, it's pretty close to home, so I can get up there in about an hour and 15. It has everything. It's my little happy place. <laughs> and and I've been climbing it since I was a kid, so it's a comfortable place for me, you know? Wow, yes. What lists or mountains have you done, and what do you enjoy about them specifically? The thing about lists for me, I don't really care for lists. Without going too deep into the psychology of list making, I just, I don't prefer to constantly put that pressure on myself. Um, I, I respect those who do. That's, you know, everyone's different and we embrace our differences in the hiking community. But for me personally, I'm just not so drawn to look at a list of what I ought to be doing. You know what I mean? Like I do that enough in my real life. So I'm not, I'm just not drawn to completing every single list that there is out there. But that said, I do enjoy um, redlining, and I've been doing it the old school way for, like, as, as far back as I can remember. We have an old map, and we use a red marker, and uh, and we, we do it the old school way. But all the 4Ks are obviously checked off on the map and, and um, you know, all the usual mountains and trails and hikes that you do in the White Mountains. But, you know, I'm just not I'm just not that into lists. I'm just doing my own thing out there. And um, last year I actually finished redlining Chikora, which is my favorite mountain. <laughs> and um, and even though I finished, you know, I finished out that, that whole area, I just still can't seem to stay off that mountain. I was just there last week, so I should probably be working on something else on the map. But that's the thing. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm just not, it, when I, it'll probably take me 100 years to finish it. 
so you like I'm taking that long. So you like taking your time with what you want to do. Right on. I'm Is just that- I'm just out there to you know just to be out there. We I do the same thing over and over again because you know there's you know pe- people will say oh I'm I'm gonna go hike Mount Jackson this weekend you want to come and I'm like yeah because they're you know you want to go for a hike with them and sure I've hiked Mount Jackson a thousand times but it's a good time to hook up with some friends and just go and hike. Definitely. So I guess you could say I'm technically gritting some of them because <laughs> I've I've hiked several of them over and over again. But I don't keep track of that either. Although my wife does. She's a list person. She likes lists. She's working on lists. You have created the New Hampshire's Women's Hiking Group. What motivated you to create it? What is the general feel of the group? And what are some difficulties you face while creating it? When the women's group started, it was actually... Five of us, I'm sorry, six of us, who we just, this was a few years back, and, um, and, you know, Facebook, where you have the option to create a little group, and we were going to hike Mount Chris, and we wanted to all keep in contact with each other, and where, you know, we're all from different walks of life, and we're all very busy, so we just created this little group where we could all communicate with each other, and a couple of them are experienced and a couple of them had never climbed a 4k before so we were sort of like sharing information with each other like um you know Rebecca who's very experienced was telling Susan who had never climbed a 4k before this is what you can expect so we were like chatting with each other in that respect in this group and then it turned into something else somewhere along the line like after the hike we shared pictures uh, with each other in the group and we the five the six of us really bonded and then we all started like adding friends to the group you know what I mean so that they could see our pictures and then you know some Erin left on um, the Appalachian Trail and she was sharing stuff from that and then it just it just grew into this community of women who all live in New England, mostly New Hampshire, and, uh, well, not anymore. I mean, there's people from all over New England now. You know, it just, it turned into a community. It was like, it was like a call to mentors. We, we share information, we bond with each other, we empower each other, we connect. You know, there's female mentorships between seasoned enthusiasts who have been doing this for, you know, however many years, and beginners who have never set foot on a trail or climbed a 4k and we create like safe community of badass women in new england (laughs) so what are your hopes for the group you know it's just it just sort of plugs away on its own we add more members as we go along it really sort of does its own thing it's not really that hard to moderate i mean sometimes it is you know like Women can sort of, we, we get into our, our arguments with, with our strong opinions, but for the most part, everyone's pretty respectful of each other, and uh, Lisa and I don't have to do too much moderating. It does its own thing, really. That's great. Did you originally create the name The Purple Army? When the group first started, it was us six women who went off on a hike, and then it turned into this bigger and bigger and bigger group, and when it was still pretty small... We were having a conversation. Your your mom was there. Trish was there. And we all talked about a way to recognize each other out on the trail. 
and someone suggested a purple bandana. We would wear a purple bandana. So this is like a bunch of women all talking to each other, not just me. Like, I didn't name it the Purple Army. I didn't choose the purple bandana. We all did it together. And so we went with the purple bandana. And then one of the girls, uh, Rachel Coakley, she started hashtagging Purple Army and then, like, talking about it in the group. And it just stuck. People liked it. And people kept calling each other Purple Army. And they would be like, oh, you did a great job today. You're so badass. Rock on, purple arm, you know what I mean? So it just stuck. <laughs> it just happened. I didn't. Th- I can't take credit for any of that. Have you ever experienced sexism directed towards you on the trail? Have you um, experienced <laughs> any sexism while trying to create an all-women's Facebook group? Definitely. I mean, sexism is on the trail just like it exists in society. You see it. You know, while we're on the subject of Facebook, you see it in in the other hiking groups. A woman comes along and asks a question, and suddenly there's five men commenting on there that, well, they're giving unwanted beta, and, and, well, you're going to want to do this, and I'm going to throw my jacket over that puddle so you can walk (laughs) over it, you know, like... (laughs) They, that that sort of sexism definitely exists. It'd be really aggravating, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. But at the same token, you know, in the hiking and climbing community, sure, the sexism exists, but, you know, it's also a community where more men see women as equals than they do in society. And, you know, you see... You know, when you're hi- sometimes when you're hiking with, with guys, they, they want to help you over that rock or they want to say, you know, you need to go this. And, and sometimes it's just, you know, people helping each other. Sure, it's not always sexism, but um, it definitely exists. Until there's equality in our society, we will have all women's groups. And, and that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. Until people treat each other equally, until... Men see women as equal. For instance, when a woman is the first one to accomplish something, anything, you, you never hear people say, it's like that deep-seated assumption. You, you never hear people saying, well, they were just the first person that did it. They always say they were the first woman that did it instead of just being the first mm-hmm. person that did it. That's true. So there's that. But, I mean, I try to surround myself with male friends who I hike with that they see me as a as 100% equal. In fact, they, they have no qualms with messaging me or, or calling me on the phone and asking me about information on a trail because they don't care that, that I'm a woman. They just know that, that I know and that I'll tell them. (laughs) So now let's change the subject a little bit. Tell us about your most memorable animal encounters. Recently, we actually ran into a moose and a calf uh, when we were out on the Kinsman's. Yeah, that was this winter and that was really cool. Uh, But my most memorable one, uh, we were out on the Sawyer River Trail and we were hiking with our very old blind cattle dog while she was still alive. My wife, Terry, and I we're just, you know, paddling along, and about 30 feet in front of us, a mama grizzly bear stood up on a uh, grizzly. Uh, can you believe I just said grizzly? I meant to say black bear. That black bear stood up on her hind legs, <laughs> and, uh, and she's looking at us. And I, I've been hiking a lot of years in the White Mountains, and I've never seen a black bear do anything but run away. So she stands up on her hind legs 
And Terry, very brave, she had her camera around her neck, took a picture. Meanwhile, I'm like, we need to leave this area immediately. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. So we start to back up out of the um, out of her space. And Terry almost steps on this tiny little bear cub in the oh. fern. The thing, it otherwise would be adorable, but we are paralyzed with fear, realizing <laughs> we just put ourselves between a mother and a cub, which oh, is wow. like, we all know the worst possible thing you can do. So uh, luckily, the little bear took off after its mother, and she came down off her hind legs, and they took off together and uh, did what most black bears in the White Mountains do, and that's run away. It was quite an experience. It's good Terry didn't step on the cub. (laughs) It was crazy. Do you like hiking when there are lots of people on the trail? Or when there is a small amount of people or no people on the trail? Um, You know, it's always nice to say hello to the passerby, but I really prefer to solitude. I really enjoy that. There's nothing more traumatic to a hiker than uh, being out on the trails of Mount Washington all day and then hitting that summit in a sea of people. It's like (laughs) it makes my chest tight. (laughs) I'm one of those people photobombing the tourists by not waiting in line for my summit (laughs) picture. (laughs) What's next? Do you have any plans for the future that are hiking related? Are you planning to do any specific hikes in the future? Um, You know, we're just, we're trucking along this summer. We've got some big plans to hang out with some cool people Um, around here this summer. I'm, I'm not big on traveling. I don't like planes. So I, you know, I love New England this month and a couple weeks. We're going on a camping slash hiking trip. We're going to spend a week in the Whites the first week of June, and we're going to do a Bonds Traverse with some friends of ours, a, a couple of friends who've not done it before, so and a couple who have. So, yeah, we're just planning some, some of the big, you know, usual hikes in the Whites. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, we might even go over to Maine a little bit, check out the scenery over there this summer. I love Evans Notch. That is like a hidden gem. So don't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we'll ask you some some questions that are not hiking related. What do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. I'm in geriatrics. I'm at an assisted living place. Um, I took this job about a year and a half ago. You know, I, I love where I work. It's like a really small, tight-knit, private assisted living place. Before that, I was at the hospital for a long time, and, and it's just it was just too busy for me. I needed to slow it down a little bit. What's your favorite food? Um, anything Italian, like lasagna, pizza. That's good. <laughs> so um, do you have a favorite non-hiking-related book? Anything by Patricia Cornwall. I love her. Oh, my new, like my new favorite hobby is birding. So I've been um, in my good friend just gave me the uh, the new National Geographic field guide for birds, so I've been reading that lately. If you could either fly or be invisible, which would you choose and why? Oh, definitely invisible. I live where I work. I live in the same town that I work at, so, like, I can't go to the grocery store without seeing five people that I know. <laughs> so I just want to be able to go to the grocery store <laughs> and be invisible and get in and out. That's funny. That's the first uh, That's the first invisible answer that we've heard from this question so far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. well, I don't like to fly, so. <laughs> okay. Um, so cats or dogs? Definitely dogs. Dogs all the way. 
I can bring my dog out on the trail with me. Oh, actually, but there's a couple of hiking cats out there. Have you seen them? Yes, I have. Yeah. Rare, but they, they look pretty happy on the trails. I know. It's really weird. It's like my worst nightmare to meet one on the trail because of my dog. But <laughs> Chips or popcorn? Chips. Popcorn gets stuck in my teeth. Cheddar or Swiss? Definitely cheddar because Swiss is just gross. <laughs> if you had to pick one, summer hiking or winter hiking, which would you choose and why? Definitely winter hiking. I love the solitude, and although a lot of people are discovering that they like winter hiking, we should try to keep that on the down low a little better. But, you know, there's the solitude, and then you you can't beat that winter blue sky. You just you, You'll never see that in the summertime. That's true. Definitely. Okay, well, thank you for um, for doing this. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I've, it's been fun. I've been super nervous about it all week. <laughs> thank you. I hope you have fun with all your travels and everything. Thank you. The preservation of the environment is important if we want to continue having beautiful mountains to hike. We strongly encourage you to donate to Union of Concerned Scientists, or UCS. It is an amazing organization that does important scientific research to help prevent negative effects of climate change. You can learn more about UCS and donate to their organization at ucsusa.org.